0: All right, I got a thumbs up. You all give me a thumbs up? I give you a thumbs up too. Oh, it is good to be here. Listen with me to uh, the scripture for today, which is Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish I read this from the new revised standard version updated edition won't you pray with me God you brought us together and blessed us What a joy. What a joy it is to follow you and follow your way. Now we pray that as we hear words spoken human to human, that it be your spirit that instills your word in our heart. We seek to follow you We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my wife, Jung Rim Lee, we call her J.R., and I have been sent to be with you for a while. And despite our preparations for the last two years to retire in Korea, we are most happy to be here. We love the United Methodist Church of Whitefish Bay and the people here who have been family with for, for us and with us for 15 years before we left to serve churches in Racine and Wauwatosa Avenue seven years ago. Our love of this church is a happiness that we can quickly describe. The photos and the videos that uh, Dick Steinmetz took yesterday, of, or no, it was Friday already, uh, of our move in, will show the joy of the connections that we have had with people that we have known through the years, people who have made a difference in our children's lives and our lives. When we told our son Daniel that we were coming here, he called his mom, and he never calls his mom. And he said excitedly, I was confirmed there. Now, I know other children who are not as excited about where they were confirmed, but but that tells you something about the place for our family. And our daughter, Hannah, received support from several of you for her high school internship in the summer in Cameroon that confirmed her interest in public health. Well, I realize there are people here who are puzzled and shocked by Pastor Matt's hurried request for a time of healing, and you may not yet know what's going on, and I know nothing about that part of the story, but I can promise to serve you with attention, with love, with faith, and whatever wisdom we've been blessed with in the life of answering God's call and national and international service, teaching and preaching. I can truly say that my wife and I would not have delayed our retirement again for any other church. But that leads me to a deeper source of happiness, a source of happiness available to everyone. It does not depend on specific circumstances. We have always prayed to follow God's call. For me, it started at the age of 12 when a sixth grade Sunday school teacher asked uh, us to consider a church vocation. Can we get an amen for Sunday school teachers? I said yes. I said yes. And began a preparation of uh, eight years. Uh, of preparation as, as an engineer missionary with extra science and math classes and Spanish classes somewhere in Mexico. But then, as I was a sophomore at the University of Wisconsin, I was told that the mission field doesn't need engineers. Well, and prayer increases at times like that and when I attended a, an ordination service of one of the Tase monks who were living in Madison at the time, on my 20th birthday, I heard the call to ordained ministry and follow that call. And in seminary in Chicago, I was given an assignment to, to, to visit the observation deck of the recently completed John Hancock Center, which I now call Mount Hancock. And it was there that I was looking at the city below me And I heard the quiet voice of God saying, this is yours. And I followed that call to urban ministry. Well, there are many more stories throughout my life similar to those. The prayer to do God's will is constant, but it becomes more intense in times of change. So when our two-year interim ministry at Wauwatosa Avenue United Methodist Church was coming to an end. My my wife and I prayed intensely, intensively for God to use us, and she would always add, "In Korea." <laughs> and I would consent. Well, the call did come, but it wasn't in Korea, was it? Unless Korea has moved. Well, When I was approached about this church, I said I would ask my wife, who said, really? That's our second home. So you can thank her if you wish. If you think it's a good thing that we are here, you can thank her for this. I had no idea that Pastor Matt, whom I respect, was needing time away. But we agreed that we would come as needed and love the church here. And we are convinced that this is God's call for us at this time. So we stopped selling our furniture. We stopped a little too late for a couple of items. We did stop a pickup by Habitat's Restore. We stopped the shipment of our belongings to Korea. We canceled flights. We found a place to live and started meeting people at this church all within two weeks. It was quick. Perhaps you can imagine the stress that one could feel and involved in the process. In fact, I was starting to feel a a touch of self-pity, justified self-pity, but but realized, no, that's not consistent with my spiritual discipline. So we asked for wisdom that comes from faith, and we were convinced that this was God's call. So we trusted that God would make the way straight before us. And in that instant... When we decided we could trust God, the stress dissipated, it vanished, and we still had the work, the work of saying farewell, vacating the Wauwatosa Parsonage on time, finding housing here. finding a place to stay in the meantime and meeting church leaders and staff and moving and getting up to speed on scheduled meetings and life celebrations. (coughs) Things did happen. We were allowed to keep the belongings in the parsonage while the renovation work was being done. A basement was offered by a retired pastor. An apartment that we liked became available July 8th not September. People who have known our family are now on the leadership board. Many good people from both churches helped make the move of all the furnishings that were left from Wauwatosa to Glendale in three hours. Giving me plenty of time to prepare for the family celebration of Joanne Suk's memorial. God indeed indeed did make the way straight. And while there are still boxes to unpack, JR and I are home. And this is the happiness that I want to share with you. Not the quick move to our second home or our love for this church, but but the happiness that comes from making oneself available to God's instructions. And then trusting God's way. Doing this has taken this boy born in northern Wisconsin to places he never imagined he would go doing things that were never on the life's plan, all the time with joy and peace that is unsurpassable. I wish this happiness for everyone. And the truth is, it's available to everyone, no matter the circumstances. The gospel stories confirm this. Whether you are a minority woman married five times, who meets Jesus at the well at midday or a woman accused of adultery or a woman who has been bleeding for 15 years or a man born blind or or a man who has been waiting for healing at the side of the pool for 38 years or a poor widow or a young man who has squandered his inheritance, second generation fisherman, or an unmarried maid. Whatever your circumstances, you can find happiness in listening to and trusting God. So I do not hesitate in my attempt to gift you this happiness this summer. And I seek to do that with the Psalms. The Psalms is the hymn book that Jesus used. He knew them well. And he often referred to them. And this week I'll start with the key to the Psalms. at Psalm 1. The first word of which is happy. Now, I first read the Psalms as a high school freshman when I was reading through the Bible in, in a year with a classmate. I read them, but I didn't really understand them or, or pay attention to them. You know, when you're reading through the Bible in a year, you, oh, let's see, uh, I, I read five Psalms before lunch and another five before dinner. The, the The strength of the psalms does not does not sink in, but and I suppose it's been like that for me for years. we don't often pay attention to the psalms, but it changed this winter, something inspired me to to pay attention perhaps it was the the, 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 uh, the promise of inspiration, a, a spiritual resource. Perhaps it was the conversation that I had with a, a long-retired pastor who suggested that many of the early Christians, and perhaps Jesus himself, memorized the entire Psalter like we would know the, the words of hymns perhaps it was the upcoming retirement in Korea, whatever the inspiration, I began keeping a journal on my psalm reflections as a devotional, meditating on one psalm per day. And because my wife joined me in this devotion in her own reading and meditation, the psalm devotion confirmed our trust in God, including this recent change in our journey. Well, Psalm 1, Introduces all the Psalms, saying, Happy are those who delight in and meditate day and night on the law of the Lord. They are like trees planted by streams of water, they never go thirsty. In all they do, they prosper. You think Jesus may have been thinking of Psalm 1 when he offered living water to the woman at the well? It was the promise of Psalm, uh, of verse 6, that The Lord watches over the way of the righteous that made my wife and I think that we could trust God to make this two-week transition successfully. That's not to diminish the importance of what the people of both churches to make it so. When we make ourselves available to God's work, we become part of the loving, peacemaking, justice-raising, mercy-blessing work of God here and across the city, the nation, and the world. Believe that. Trust that. Open yourself to that. Individually and as a church. Be part of God's work in history and the lives of others. the promise is happiness. No, it doesn't eliminate the struggle or the work. It doesn't promise that life goes according to your plan. We know that. And prospering doesn't mean growing wealthy. If Jesus' life is an example, it may even mean an early death. But resurrection is promised on the other side, and happiness is promised throughout. We'll talk more about the Psalms this summer. It's a gift of happiness. That's my message today. Won't you pray with me? God, we thank you for your promise, we trust your promise. We give ourselves to you, and we offer our church to you. Guide us, empower us to be your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.